Welcome everyone to episode 8 of the Glass Half Full podcast. My name is Vishy and as always I'm joined with Savan and Vijay today. In today's episode we are able to sit with Father Charles Ogada from Nigeria who's the founder of Joy Villages, a non-profit organization in Enugu State, southern Nigeria. Joy Villages' primary goal is to adopt poor rural villages and co-develop them into value-based, caring communities to address the social, educational, and health needs of the entire region. Thank you so much for being with us today, Father Charles. We wanted to ask you to tell us a little bit about the Joy Villages project that you've been you know, doing over the last few years and how it was all started and how, did you, you know, how it was founded. Thank you. Joy Village actually started uh, in a very dramatic way. In 2009, I was, uh, I was on a pastoral mission in this rural place. And um, one afternoon, I was taking a walk. It was very hot. The sun was very fierce. So I was taking a walk into the rural track in the villages. And as I met a boy, about nine-year-old boy, who was licking an unripe orange. Somehow it really struck me so hard to see this boy licking unripe orange. So I stopped and asked him why he was doing that. And what he said really was the birth of Joy Village. He said, I was, I'm thirsty. You know, at that moment, I really felt his heart. I felt the unspoken language that were embodied in that single word, I am thirsty. And uh, I then began to, to look deeper into the situation of the villagers and began to understand the, the problem of lack of water. This boy must have come back from home, from school, and then gone to the mother's kitchen, looked for a drop of water, couldn't see, looked everywhere, couldn't see. And the only thing that, that um, he could lay his hand upon to satisfy his thirst was an unripe orange. Then realized that for six months, for six good months, the villagers do not have water. The, the only source of water is rain water. And when it rains, they store it in eating wells and then bury it in the ground. And most of this dry up before six months. So I, I, I said to myself at that moment, I have to do something. Although I didn't know how it's going to happen, but I said to myself, I must do something. And um, that was the beginning of it through series of um, um, connections, you know, the universe always uh, responds to, to one, to one's wish, good wish when it is selfless. So, you know, things began to happen and within one year, I tell you, within one year, we were able to do a borehole for the community. And I tell you, uh, it was the most beautiful, that day that water gushed from the ground for these villagers, they were electrified with joy. You know, it, it was unbelievable. They said, wow, you know, even in our land, there is water. They couldn't believe it. There was so much dance. There was so much joy. There were so much tears. And um, that was the beginning of Joy Village. Then we have also extended this water project. We call it Liquid Love. You know, Liquid Love, uh, without water, there is no life. We were really inspired by Liquid Love. And obviously, you've spoken about that just now in, in depth. Um, and the fact that you that you guys are providing clean water to over 34,000 villages uh, across Nigeria. We wanted to know more, especially with Joy Villages, how do you guys balance providing Educare, Social Care, and Medicare to so many villages? 
I think it's a, it's a, a natural balance because uh, when after, after the water project was completed, I just saw the dare need of children, you know, the kids, and you can give somebody water, but there is, a, there is another thrust in the human heart that is also beyond the physical water. You know, and I see children, that they were like sheep without shepherd. There were no good schools. And I see they put the potential in these kids being wasted. I, I saw humanity being just wasted. So I decided to start a school, you know, and uh, the school, you know, we started with 14 kids. We had nothing. You know, there was real need to start a school so that these children will be, will be educated in life. And I started the Embodiment of Love Academy. It was, we started with 14 kids. And I also discovered that there were homeless children. Even if you give them free education, they will not be able to access this education because they don't have the right environment to go to school. So we started, you know, simultaneously, we started the Embodiment of Love Academy with, with the Heart of Love Children's Home. A home whereby where children who do not have a home or who are displaced or who are orphaned can call their home, can, can experience the environment of love that makes it conducive for children to grow holistically. So we started the, the Embodiment of Love, love Academy with the Heart of Love Children's Home. And uh, started the, the school began to grow from 14 to 34, from 34 to 157, from 157 to 570, to 1,200 kids oh that we God. have now. Oh my God, that's amazing. And I have come to realize that there are no bad human beings. It's the environment that makes a person do what he or she does. And when a person is, is provided, when a child is provided with a beautiful, loving environment, the child grows to the, to the, it's a miracle. I mean, the child becomes something else. I see these children. I see them in our heart of love children's home. And I just smile inside me because I know where they could have ended up if they were not in our heart of love children. And I see their potential, their beauty, their, their heart. So this, this makes Joy Village a balanced, uh, a balanced um, humanitarian outfit or whatever you call it. It brings joy in all the levels of, uh, of humanity. And we discover that we are one. When you feel joy, I feel joy too. And that joy is, is, is not, cannot be quantified in any material terms. So in terms of some of the obstacles and challenges you and your team have faced, uh, what have you faced during when you've created these projects in the educate, social care and Medicare uh, sectors? Yeah, of course, the very first challenge is the challenge of uh, financing the projects, you know, which I somehow I don't think about it. I just tell my team members, you know, we, we work with the universe. Whatever the universe provides, we, we go for it, you know, and we don't think about the money before we do the service. We start the service and then the money will come. So, and that's how, that has been our philosophy. You know, if we need to do a project, water project, we don't begin to do a, a um, 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 of course, we have to have an analysis of how, how much it will cost. But we don't, we don't wait until the money comes, we start. <laughs> yeah. And from our, from our experience, once we start, 
you know, you know, is is that this is is it's as if to say uh, everybody wakes up to to this dream, everybody keys into it, and then we 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 complete it, and that's how we have been living. You know, we 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 believe that that uh, any goodwill um, will will have its means to its fulfillment. For example, the hospital is. I mean, I, I can't believe how I can start a hospital that is totally free of all costs. We have two medical doctors here, nurses, and, and full-fledged hospital. And we've got to pay them, we have got to buy medicine every month, you know, huge amount of money. And I don't really know where the next salary is going to come from. But the important thing is the, the, the love I'm able to give right now. And it's the principle that helps me a lot. You know, I don't think about how it's going to happen. I just go into it and, and it happens. That's right. amazing, Father. And, it, you know, you, you already kind of spoke to uh, spoke about it, um, but we tend to ask the same question to anybody that joins us as a guest. Um, and it's, I think it's kind of a big part of the Glass Half Full uh, project here at the podcast. Um, so during these times, especially with COVID-19 um, around us, what keeps your glass half full? Oh, it's, it's not really half full. It keeps up full. <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing yeah because see it is in it is in in very difficult moments that the greatest love can can shine out you know and and this love that really emanates this this love that really gushes out in very difficult moments is more important than the environment that that made it happen you know so the, the COVID 19 has given us such amazing experience of love of sharing with people who are who, who we never knew needed such help. You know, for example, during this COVID-19, we've shared food to so many families. But it's not just the sharing of food. It is the connection with humanity. And their old 82-year-old man is lying down in his house waiting for someone to knock and give him, a, give him just a plate of food. And for days, he might, not go, with, he might go without food. And when we came to him, he couldn't believe it. He couldn't. So, so we didn't realize that we cannot allow our old people, our people who have actually left, you know, we cannot be here without the old people. The old people have prepared the environment for us to live. And therefore, it is our responsibility to, to make them live this world happy. You know, we came into this world crying. We must live this, this world smiling. So, and it is our responsibility to make our parents, our old people. So in all these villages, we created a network whereby all the old people without care, we adopt them, we take them as our home, as our joy village parents. And then we connect people that we take care of them on a daily basis. And this is the, this is the birth, I mean, without the COVID-19, we will not, we will not uh, you know, um, experience this. Very powerful. Um, I think it's very easy during this. I think you hit the nail in, on the head where, yes, COVID-19 is very serious, but there are a lot of issues which people don't recognize. For example, loneliness for old people and just a lot of neglection in society, just thinking, okay, they no longer can maybe contribute to society in terms of working. So maybe in society are thinking we should neglect them, but that shouldn't be the case at all because They've actually done so much and they're just as human as you or I. 
So they have just as much right to be taken care of as one of us. Or if not, out of respect, we should care for them even more. Yes. What they've done. Yes. You know, the, the, the COVID-19 made us to sit at home. It made us to, to, to value family. It made us to, to have time for, for, like, even myself, I had more time for my children. I mean, it's so amazing to have time for the kids. You know, Father, we were just talking before you came on that you are always so positive. And, and we were actually saying that your, your glass is probably full all the time. So it's amazing <laughs> that you, you said that to us. And the work that you're doing is, is, is truly inspiring. For our listeners out there, is there anything you'd like to share or where can they go to see the work that you're doing and Joy Villages and all the projects that you're, that you're undertaking? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the thing I, I share, I mean, I always share this with all, all those that I can connect that are not physically here in Joy Village. I tell them, look, Joy Village is not a place. Joy Village is in the heart. We, we connect to that joy inside us. You know, the beyond reason, beyond any, any reason. It's just our pure nature. And that's Joy Village. And uh, from here in, in Nigeria, we, we love you so much and we, we spread the waves of joy that, that, that fills every heart with bliss. And, uh, and uh, I think also when you are happy, you are able to be inspired to do a lot of things. Uh, if you're miserable, you can't do anything. So the very first thing is be happy. Be happy and every other thing will work out. So, you know, you wake up in the morning, go to the mirror, look at yourself and say, wow how beautiful I am, you know, <laughs> and have a good laugh, you know. <laughs> so this is my message, be happy. And if you want to, to you know, check out what we, what other things that we do, you can always visit our, our website. Um, you know, our website, www.joyvillages.org, our, our Facebook. Um, so, um, Wonderful. Thank you so much, Father Charles, for taking out the time today and sitting with us. It's truly inspiring to hear and listen to all your amazing stories and the joy that you radiate to whomever you encounter or meet is, is amazing. And I think it's something that we can all learn for sure. I think the three of us would all agree that we've learned an immense amount in such a short space of time. And uh, we hope that just more people like you in this world who just bring so much positivity to all those around during these times. Thank you so much. I'm so glad and I'm so happy. Thank you so much, Father Charles. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you.